Welcome to Encounters. Encounters where we read your stories and get scared and love it. (laughs) This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And this episode of Two Girls, One Ghost is sponsored by KiwiCo. Before we get into all of our spooky ghost stories, we wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you to our Patreon donors for the month of August. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you to... Luan, Bethann, Kat, Brianna, Allison, Christopher, Maria, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamali, Joanna, Antoinette for Wine, Matthew, Brian, The Creepover Podcast, Dana, Jason, Samantha, Karina, Sarah, Kay, Nicole, Jillian, Doodle, Rogelio, Monarchat, Jenna, Sydney, DeLorean, Grace, Miriam, FP, Elizabeth, McKenna, Katie, Ricky, Susie, Sleeping Cat, Erica, Somali, Deborah, Jess, Aubrey, Kevin, Gabrielle, Angela, Carmen and her freckles, Amanda, Sarah, Summer, Bailey, Taryn, Kayla, Richard, Andrew, Rosanna, aka Flossie, Allison, Dharma, Truman, Dawn, Kesha, Jessica, Jenny, Corinne, Rachel, Jenna, Mary, Sarah, Stacy, Ashley, Sarah, Lorraine, Midnight Frost, Noelle, Krista Gale, Marie, Elizabeth, Madeline, Chris, Shelby, Nikki, Draco, Carmen, Jordan, Brenna, Trista, Stevie, Micah, Taylor, Tony, Victoria, Lillian, Victor, Koala, Dweeb, Eve, Ashley, Ramiro, Juliet, Laura, Andrea, Rebecca, Barbara, Sarah, Shelby, Kaylee, not the porn star, Jen, Erin, Jennifer, Olivia, Amy, Erica, Brandon, and Emily, Marie, Eve, Nicolette, Amanda, Andrea, Tanya, Dachshund, Lauren, Donna, Nadia, Angel, Kitty, Inaki, Emmarie, Liana, Jennifer, Corey, and Lane, Brianna, Nikki, Dragon Lily, Sam, Betsy, Alex, and Alex, Autumn, Frankie, Amy, Alwyn, Nancy, Alex, Dana, Janine, Madison, Robin, Angelina, Sean, Harry, Andy, Hannah, Azana Profana, Kimberly, Sharon, Lorenny, Nanette, Cassifras, Carmen, Lena, Lizzie, Katie, Jane, C. Lopez, Monica, Nikita, Sydney, Ashley, Sarah, Heather, Sydney, Emma, Katrina, Chris, Valeria, Simon, Devin, Chelsea, Nicole, Holly, The Strange Case of Jewelry, Sarah, Dolores, Alex, Brilly, Isaac, Eris, and Joanna. It's so crazy how many people support us. So thank you guys so much. You make us want to cry. I love it. Uh, okay, I have a story. Should I just jump, jump into it? Jump on in. Okay. This is from Sarah, and she says, it's called A Vampire House, A Ghost, The Hat Man, and A Witch. Jeez, um, that's everything. Yes, that's everything. She's got it all. She says, hi, ladies. I have had a personal experience with this entity, The Hat Man, and I would like to share. So here's my story. I promise you will be scared. Great. Good. We love this. Okay. When I was 14, my parents bought a large house for us to live in. There were four bedrooms and my older sister and I shared one since I have six siblings. The room was very large and the closet was as well. I used to joke that I could fit a full-size bed in there and sleep if my sister was ever a B to me. Anyway, from the beginning, our house was odd. A few of our neighbors would tell us we lived in the vampire house because the previous neighbors never came outside. They never talked to anyone and they were very pale. A girl around my age said she babysat one of the kids there once and the house just had a cold vibe to it. 
Sometimes I would be home alone and I would be downstairs in the living room and I would hear people talking upstairs because the foyer was open. But I could never hear what they were saying. It was just whispers. But I would go upstairs and it would stop. When I got back downstairs, it would start up again. And I was never frightened of it, just curious. One night when I was in my bedroom alone, I was taking selfies on my bed, you know, the generic ones, but the way I was taking the photos, my lit closet was directly in the background on the side of my ear. So I'm taking these selfies, not liking any of them, taking more, deleting them, and then my heart stops because in one of the pictures, there is a black figure in the closet the size of the door with a hat on. The closet light was on, so it wasn't just me imagining it with a pile of clothes and a hat, and he was legit blocking the light. In a panic, I deleted the photo, jumped out of bed, sprinted to my mom's room, and I couldn't even explain it to her because I was so scared. I think my mom believed I saw something, but none of my siblings did because I deleted the picture. I didn't sleep in my bed again for an entire week. A few weeks later, I'm back in the room and nothing has happened. My sister's at work, so I'm lying in my bed about to go to sleep. I put my phone away, leave the lamp on so my sister can see when she gets home, and I close my eyes. But when I close them, I feel the room temperature change and I feel like someone is at the closet door. I open my eyes and just stare up at the ceiling because I was too scared to look at the closet, but I knew that someone was there. I closed my eyes and I felt the thing move to the foot of my bed. Again, I open my eyes and I just look at the ceiling because at this point I'm so scared that I start crying and it's gotten so cold that I'm shivering. So I close my eyes again and I start whispering, go away, go away, please just go away. But it doesn't. I can feel it on the side of my bed and I know it's looking down right at me and I'm bawling now. I cannot move. I cannot speak more than a whisper and I'm filled with dread. It moves closer now, almost to my face. And then my sister comes into the room and turns on the light. I scream and I'm belligerently crying, telling her what just happened. And she believes me this time. And she runs to my mom. They come back in with holy water and the Bible. And my mom says a prayer and throws holy water everywhere, including on me. My sister and I slept on her bed furthest from the closet and nothing happened nothing actually happens for a few years and by this point my sister has moved out so now it's just my room my bed is far from the closet but every night i have to close the door to it or i cannot sleep my neighbor let's call her janet is really into spiritual things and told my mom once when she was drunk that she is a witch i didn't believe it personally because she was drunk but i did think she was very odd and one day we were on the patio talking and having drinks and she's just staring at me And then she says that I have powers and I'm strong and that she can help me become stronger. She says, I have certain minerals in me that other people don't and that I can see things like her. At this point, my mom and I are just staring at each other and my mom knows that I frequently see things, but nobody else. My siblings do to an extent because I don't want to freak them out. So we just keep nodding our heads at her and she leaves. The next time Janet comes over, I ask my mom to have her go up to my closet and see if she feels anything. So my mom does. And Janet is happy to go up there, so we take her up, and she says she needs to be in the closet by herself first. She goes in there, closes the door, and we wait on the other side. She starts talking very low to someone, but we can't make out what she's saying, and then comes out. She looks at me and says that there are two spirits in the closet, a man and a woman. Janet tells us the man is living off the energy in the house and has agreed to leave with her, but the woman wouldn't talk to her. Janet asks me if there's anything in the closet that doesn't, that doesn't belong to me in an area she points to. When I looked, there was an old pink pea coat that I just picked up from a thrift shop. I immediately hand her the coat and she holds it in her hands and says the woman is very angry and I need to get rid of the coat. I sprint downstairs, out the door, out to the curb, and throw it into the garbage, tell her that she can't come back, and then I run back inside. 
which doesn't seem the right thing to do. But hey, <laughs> if it works. Back in my room, Janet tells me she is leaving with the man. She crosses her arms over her chest and her hands on her shoulders and slowly walks out saying the man is walking with her. She says the man is very large and asks us to step aside while he leaves. It looked like she was holding his hands on her shoulders while she walked. She made it to the door and said, I won't have any more problems. And then she left. I went back to my room and it was brighter and it felt lighter. There was a warmth that I had never felt there. I also felt my face stinging and went to the bathroom to use the mirror and there were three scratch marks on my cheek. It looked like a claw had scratched me. I said a prayer, used holy water in my room and left the closet door open and had the best sleep that night. I hope you enjoyed my story. There are many layers to it and I wanted to make sure I got in all the details I've moved from that house and live with my boyfriend now and haven't experienced anything paranormal here. Janet still lives by my parents, but we haven't talked about that night since. Janet seems to act like nothing ever happened. And on a side note, I see shadow people frequently. I've always associated them with bad omens. Something bad normally happens when I see them, but not always because there are also white shadows. They come in different sizes. I've seen that some that are the size of small children and ones that are six feet tall. I like to believe that the white shadows are the angels that are passing through protecting us, and sometimes I believe that they are good souls that are stuck here. Thank you for being my favorite podcast, Sarah. <sighs> so much. So much. It's also really interesting that their like neighbor friend went through all of that with them, but then is now like, oh, la la la, we're just regular people. Nothing weird happened. Well, I wonder if it's just like a normal thing for her and it's just like, I don't want to talk about it. Just the thing that happens and we move on. That's true. It's also there. interesting that she later, that that same woman almost corroborated what she had experienced in her selfie uh, game yeah. where the shadow was huge and like taking up the whole closet. And then when the woman was taking the male spirit out was like, oh, make way. He's a large spirit. I love that part of it. That's amazing. So crazy move out of the way please move out of the way and then like his little hands just resting on her shoulders because like, she had to guide him out wow. i wonder how long that woman had been there i mean it sounded like she just got that peacoat but like it doesn't sound like the man had any evil he wasn't evil but the woman seemed more where did the scratches come from who scratched her i think the woman I'm she was the angry she, like, spirit was immediately able to have the bad energy lifted and like felt good and light in her room so cool and in her home and i'm also super curious about the family that used to live there yeah the vampires what like who are they who they left in the they? middle of the night packed up their things and no one ever saw them again because lord because they're vampires and they have to travel at night <laughs> <laughs> okay i have a story for us it's called clinton road is it in new jersey yeah i think we covered it maybe i thought we did unless i wrote it down to cover in a future one but i think we did it no we probably did that makes sense it sounds about okay right. this is from heather uh hi ladies i'm listening to satan sedan episode 41 and unlike all others i'm listening from new episodes back because i'm a rebel lol <laughs> i'm from central new jersey yep okay so yeah this is it yeah I'm from central New Jersey, and we have a few haunted roads here, but the most infamous is Clinton Road in Passaic County in West Milford. There are all types of different goings on here, ghost boys, glowing red eyes in the woods, and of course, satanic rituals and the KKK. 
Damn. Since I was young, I don't remember the exact year, anywhere between summer of 2004 to summer of 2006, but I witnessed something that I will never forget. As you veer off of the main highway to enter the nine-mile stretch of Clinton Road, there are a few houses to the right right before it becomes dense forest on either side. As we passed the houses, I saw a man in an older white BMW shoot himself in the face. (gasps) I freaked out and I told my friends what had happened and everyone just kind of laughed at my panicking self and wouldn't turn around. Turns out they are pretty terrible people. I demanded that we stop at the house after we had turned around because I wanted to see if I could help. Upon our arrival, there was no man. There was no white BMW and no sign that anyone had completed suicide. Whoa. I knocked on the door, but no one was home. And I was so confused because I knew what I had seen. I would even scoured the internet for the next month or so looking for articles pertaining to the incident that I witnessed. But Whoa. nothing. <sighs> to this day, I still think about it a lot. And I wonder if maybe this was some sort of hallucination caused by the power of the road. Anyway, thanks for being so awesome. Love you guys. See you on the other side. Heather. Whoa. I mean, the road. We, okay, we did it. Did I do it? I think you did it. Yeah. Okay, because I was did. like, I know exactly. I can picture exactly where she's talking about. And it's because I gave myself a Google Earth tour. But it just, I mean, the road is so creepy. And it just totally makes sense that like something so awful, something so terrifying would happen to just get underneath someone else's skin and horrify them. I know. Uh, yeah, I believe that. But like, it's a weird, it's such a weird vision to see. And it's so specific, like a man, a white BMW, all of those details. It would make so much sense if it did happen there. But it, like she scoured the internet and it's not a thing. So I'm just, I don't know. Is it something that's gonna happen? Like, does this road have the power to know the future too? <sighs> yeah. Because it also made me wonder, I thought she was going to say that like she later found out that right. inside the house someone that had happened to someone did we do clinton road i can't find it in our she but i think we've just talked about it before like people f- ha- have said stories about it okay because i'm like no i feel like i know a lot about it yeah i mean it you've probably researched it maybe decided not to do it or something i don't know probably um wow i'm so curious like i also wonder because that road is has such a history and there's so much like energy there like if it can like suck in ghosts from the surrounding parts and if Mm -hmm. maybe that's that happened elsewhere but just was absorbed into the cluster of what clinton road is well she got a terrifying ghost story out of going down that road but also one nice thing well not nice but like at least she was able to see that the friend group she was with wasn't very good to be with yeah that is Crappy true. People. Maybe that was the whole point of maybe that was the experience. Could have done it in a better way, but I guess to each their own. Yeah. Those people don't sound like good people to be with. No. Nope. And when you're kids, it's important to make the right decision. People who are around you and then also activities that you partake in. Which reminds me of KiwiCo. Our kids are the future and it's our job to prepare them for that. And you can empower them to be creative, confident, and fearless in all of their endeavors with KiwiCo's innovative project. There's a new box each month. So if you're pressed for time, no worries. Each month, the kid in your life 
will receive a new fun and engaging project with all the supplies they need to challenge themselves creatively. And you can do it all together as a family. So Mm -hmm. as a parent, you're super busy. You're always on the go. And it could be tough to go like grocery shopping or to work and then to feed your family and then go to soccer practice and then just get quality time together. So this is actually a really cool thing to do because you can work together with your child to create an engaging and exciting project. And Corinne and I, neither of us have children, but I have half siblings who who just turned six years old and they are the cutest children ever. They're twins, Marcus and Bella. And I got them the Kiwi crate because it's for ages five to eight. And the stuff that they've been making is so cute. They always send me pictures like so proud of what they've done. (laughs) The Kiwi Crate, for example, explores art, science, and engineering. So they're building things while also being creative. They can do art and they can also learn science. They can learn new things. KiwiCo is a convenient and affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. Mm -hmm. And there's no commitment. You can cancel any time. Monthly options start at $19.95 a month, including shipping. So for our listeners, go to kiwico.com forward slash TGOG to get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference. So do not miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to kiwico.com slash TGOG and get your first month free. That's kiwico.com forward slash TGOG. Okay. Oh, it's my turn, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here I am. Yeah, I think. I I can't remember. I've lost my mind. Same. Okay. This is from Shelby. She says, so, she gets right into it. Great. So, just over nine years ago, my husband and I got an apartment with our two dogs. I was pregnant with our first son at the time, and shortly after my son was born, I started seeing and hearing weird things in our apartment. At first, it was just weird noises that are easy to dismiss living in an apartment with people around you. But then it started to get weirder. The first thing that really freaked me out was I was sitting in the living room with my newborn, and my husband was at work, so no one else was in the apartment. I heard a slamming noise come from the kitchen area, and I ran in to see if maybe one of the dogs had gotten into something. It was a tiny apartment, and I was only a few feet away from the kitchen, and I didn't see the dogs. I realized after that they were both asleep in my room. The only thing that was in the kitchen was an empty pot on the stove, and the only thing that made sense to me about what could have made the sound is someone picking up the pot and slamming it down on the stove. But I ignored that. The next weird thing was with the dogs. They were definitely dogs who would run if given the chance, One was a basset hound, and they're known for taking off to follow smells. One thing that should be noted is that every house I've lived in, I keep my doors locked at all times. My dad always told me growing up that you never know what can happen if you leave your door unlocked or who could come barging in, and that has always stuck with me. It's a good thing to follow. Mm -hmm. So one day, I was getting up with my son to give him a bottle, and when I walked into the living room, the front door was wide open, and both of my dogs were just sitting inside the door staring up at something. Neither of them barked, and neither of them made an attempt to leave. They just sat there, staring at the door. I ran over, I closed it, and I locked it. And this happened at least five times in the six months that we lived there. The thing that scared me more than anything else is one day, when my son was about four months old, I got him up in the morning to change him and give him his breakfast bottle. And as I was changing his onesie, I noticed three long scratches, all parallel, going down his back. It looked like someone had scratched him hard with their nails. Not quite bleeding, but red, and left a mark for several days. It scared the shit out of me. The job my husband worked at the time was an hour away from our house, so he wasn't getting up with our son in the night because he needed his sleep, and otherwise he would fall asleep at the wheel. 
I had changed my son into his PJs for bed and there was nothing there when I laid him down. And in case you're wondering, I always keep my nails short so I couldn't have left marks like that even on accident. Needless to say, we moved out of there as soon as we could. My husband says he never saw anything, but he likes to ignore ghost stuff because they freak him out. I have had a lot of other ghost activities since that house, but mostly non-threatening stuff. Shelby. Okay, I feel so bad for that little baby and his little back. I know. I'm just glad they moved. He was probably so stressed out. Yeah, I'm glad that they moved too. Oh my goodness. At first I was like, oh, maybe something crazy happened in the house and then there was a friendly ghost who was distracting the dogs so that they wouldn't run away. But mm. like that doesn't I don't think that anymore. Yeah, me neither. It's so scary. I don't know. So I, yeah. Like what what could it have been? Because it didn't seem like she always felt a negative energy. It just felt like they were just weird, scary things happening. Right. I know. Because, like, the door opening, I'm like, okay, that happens. You know, like, my parents lived in a house when I was, like, three, where the front door would just open and close. Like, the guy would leave. Right. He'd come back. He was friendly. He'd whistle and sing and whatever. But, like, don't leave the door open. Come on. But, yeah, leaving the door open, then plus the scratches – that yeah. to me is like it's like wanting something bad to happen to the family yeah everything combined does not right. look great okay i have one that i can leave us on okay. this is from sarah it's called ghost imposter Ooh. hi sabrina and corinne my name is sarah and i've written to you before and i hope you don't mind my multiple emails about my experiences <laughs> no we definitely don't mind not at all I can't stop listening to your podcast and I love listening while I'm at work and can't get enough. I have another experience I'd like to share that takes place in my uncle's house in Loganville, Georgia. About three years ago, I ended a long-term relationship and thought it would be best to temporarily move in with my uncle to save some money. He loves having company since he lives alone and has two spare bedrooms. During the week, we would both go to work around the same time, but sometimes I'd leave a little early to grab breakfast on the way or take advantage of of overtime hours. So one day I came home from work. My uncle was already home and would usually get home first. I was sitting in the living room when he emerged out of his room. Usually when I got home, we'd watch TV together or just talk about our day. And he comes over and he sits in his recliner and we start chatting and try to look for a movie or something to watch on TV, the usual. Mm -hmm. Then out of nowhere, he tells me this crazy experience he had this morning after I left for work. My uncle said, what time did you leave for work this morning? Around 6 a.m. I went in early. I could have sworn you were still home. I walked out of the room to get a cup of coffee and thought I saw you in your room. Side note, our rooms were directly across the hall from each other. I'd always leave my door open in case my kitty wanted to go into my room and my cat had a thing about closed doors. <laughs> I said, no, I was out the door by 6 a.m. Uncle said, well, that's weird. I walked out of your room and thought you were still home because I thought I saw you sitting on the floor by your TV. The oh. light in your room was off, so I just assumed it was you. I started talking to you and you didn't say anything back, but I didn't have a reason to believe it wasn't you. Oh my gosh. Me, what? No, I left for work. Who were you talking to? Are you sure you saw someone in my room? Maybe you <laughs> were just tired. And at this point, I'm literally trying to think of any logical reason as to why this would happen maybe his glasses weren't on maybe he was still really groggy from waking up i just didn't want to believe that a shadow person was in my room that Seriously. was too freaky oh my gosh 
He says, listen, this was about an hour or two after I woke up. I was on my way to get another cup of coffee and there was someone in your room. So I don't even know what to say. And I ask him, did this person look like me? And he said, well, no, it just looked like a dark figure crouched (gasps) down on the floor in the doorway. But you and I were the only ones here. So in my mind, I assumed it had to be you. You didn't answer, though, after I'd been talking for about a minute. And then I thought maybe I was seeing a ghost. So that spooked me. And I just quickly turned the hallway light on and ran into my room. (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, did anything happen after that? And he said, no, but I saw someone. Nothing happened after I went back into my room. I didn't hear anything or see anything after that. When I turned the light on, there was no one there. I'll tell you what, though, that scared the living crap out of me. I haven't been in a situation like that in a long time. Oh, my gosh. I was genuinely freaked out after hearing this and honestly didn't know what to make of it. I knew my uncle saw a shadow person or a ghost, though, so to this day I'm not sure what was in my room, but I'd love to find out and get some answers. I've always been so curious and wondered what the intentions of this entity were. And for the record, I did sleep in my room that night, but nothing happened. And while I stayed there, we didn't see or experience any other sort of activity. Thanks for reading. I love writing you guys and sharing my experiences. There are very few people I feel comfortable talking to about paranormal topics. So I'm grateful for the podcast and for the Facebook group. See you on the other side, Sarah. Um, that's terrifying, and maybe it's just the way you read it, but I'm just imagining the uncle being, like, so casual and, like, oh, yeah, no, there was just a girl, uh, just a weird thing crouching in your doorway. It was just, you know, it was scary. I was scared. I just being so casual. Room. Just the use. But that was I strange. mean, it kind of seems like that's the way he said it, though, because, like, he, like, she came home from work, they're sitting down, they're, like, perusing the tv channels hanging out chatting and then he's like mm-hmm. oh so like this weird thing happened earlier today i feel like if i were like really really scared i would just come in hot like you'd be walking up the steps and i'd be like oh my god your room is haunted oh my god yeah i'd be terrified i totally get though why he would think it's her at first right. but the the fact that he like the the image of him thinking it was like a her crouched in front of the tv makes me think of like a weird paranormal like it makes me think of um shoot is it poltergeist the little girl in front of the tv seeing yes, the hands that's poltergeist yeah it makes me think of that like just walking in and seeing a like a kid staring at a static tv crouching that is the thing that i hate the most it's crouching it's crawling it's just i don't know why but that's worse to me than like something lurking over me it's just unsettling. It's not a natural yeah, state. So unsettling. I just wonder what this entity was. Or was it? Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like I wonder if it was like a doppelganger. Because for him to like think enough, like sure it was kind of shadowed, but like it must have looked enough like her, at least the figure of it. Or he just was so scared he didn't want to admit he wanted it to be her, you know? And he was like, yeah, no, it's probably her. It seems like it was featureless and just like a dark, shadowy figure. Also, it's it's quite uh, – I feel like it's still brave of him to be in the house, to like be like, oh, my God, I just saw that, but he ran into his room. See, I would run outside. That's yes. – my friend – I almost I called her my friend, but she's I mean, my friend, but my cousin. Remember I was <laughs> FaceTiming with her that one time, and I said, oh, who just – who yes. who just walked uh, by you? She said, what? Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm alone. 
And then she grabbed her phone and just (laughs) ran outside and stood on the curb for like an hour. That is how you should do it. I can't believe that she then slept in her bedroom that night. I'm like, totally fine. If there was an entity in my home, I'd be like, um, calling all friends need a place to stay. Yeah, can't stay here tonight. No way. No way. Wow. God, ghost stories scare me. I love them. I love being scared. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, well, if you guys have any experiences that you want to share with us, our email is two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And there are many ways you can support us. The most important, well, there are two. There are, there are so many. One is rate and review us on iTunes. And then two is tell all of your friends about us. The spooky season is upon us. It's like here. It, we are inches away from it. I can taste it. Probably because I'm using my autumn fall candles. But people love hearing ghost stories around the spooky time of the year. So just tell everyone about our podcast and uh, make them join our pyramid scheme. Our pyramid scheme. And then also our Facebook group is like a great community to join. Not only is it a place for you to share your ghost stories and all of your spooky experiences, but it's also fun. People post memes. We get like a lot of our first we hear about spooky things happening first there. It's like our news site. And yeah. then it's also very supportive. So even um, you can share your successes and, and everything there as well. Yeah. We do promo Tuesdays that our awesome moderator Alex always does. And like if you are promoting something on Tuesdays, you can always post on that thread and and uh, people will support you. It's fun. It's such totally. a great community. And then you can also support us by supporting our sponsors. So for our listeners, you can go to kiwico.com forward slash TGOG to get your first month free. We will. We will. See you on the other side.